Recording in progress. Crawling out of the swamps of South Florida. Playing some old school jazz. This, this is Captain Brunch. And this is your host, Chimp. I guess you're a host too, right? Nah, I'm a swamp thing. You're like a permanent guest. I'm a South Florida swamp of. thing. <laughs> Isn't that like an infection? Yeah, I, I don't want to say it, but you said it, so yes, you're an infection. <laughs> Just trying to give an accurate representation of our relationship to the people on the other side of these speaking, electromagnetic waves. Speaking of infections, I was finally able to fire that person. <laughs> oh yeah, how'd that go? It went well, but she was expecting it. That's the funny part. <laughs> really now? Walked into the virtual room with her face the already like... The virtual room. <laughs> and you had to see her face? Like, did of she course. have to see your face too? Oh, I always had my camera on. Oh God. It was funny. Like you, you don't even have the benefit in this virtual world of hiding your face. <laughs> like what you do, but should be able to use like filters, you know, like filters so that you can have someone else's face there. Wouldn't that be cool? That way the people couldn't come after you if they were pissed off at you and like try to kill you. Like you fired me, you asshole. I'm going to kill you. I guess. I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll go in that direction. Who knows? It just seems to me unimportant what people actually look like when it comes to certain scenarios. So, um, you know, like at work, especially if it's virtual work, what the hell does it matter what the other person looks like? Like if you're getting fired, what does it matter what the person who's firing you looks like? Oh, she didn't have to turn on her camera, but... No, I'm talking about you. Oh, me? I like turning on my camera. I know you like to. It's like some weird thing. You're just trying to impose your... An anonymity onto me, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chimp, I got a question for you. What's up? And, you know, you can be as honest or as dishonest as you want. Wh- why do you podcast? And more specifically, <laughs> yeah, you were so ready. You're like, you were jumping on that mic. Wow, I couldn't even finish my fucking Why? Whoops. Why? Yeah, but more specifically, why do podcast on Saturday nights instead of going out and having a good time? <laughs> Maybe that's a loaded question. Oh, wow. He's he's getting ready for this one right now. Who says I'm not having a good time? No, for sure. I mean, I, I, I definitely podcast because for me, I enjoy it. I enjoy the process. I enjoy just the adventure. It's like adventurous to me. You know, we're, we're creating this little baby and we're putting it out there into the universe. I guess the fun thing about podcasting is... I can talk about whatever I want and people have to listen. They don't have to listen. <laughs> they don't have to. <laughs> but I feel like someone's listening. And that's the important part. It makes me feel better. I mean, you're for sure going to listen later. Yeah. Well. Does that, how do you feel when you're listening to yourself later? Um, I don't know. I kind of got over that. Kind of got, got over what? Like the, oh my God, that's what I sound like. Oh, or? that's not what I was bringing up. But that's an interesting point to bring up because I still kind of have that issue sometimes is that. When it's been a long time since I've listened to myself, a recording of myself, and then I do listen to a recording of myself, I have, I still have that first, that immediate, like, wait, wait, what? I sound like what? I'm more critical of not how I sound, but the words I say and maybe my pacing. Because I'll often talk too fast or like jumble over my words. But people who know me are used to like talking to me and can understand what I'm saying. (laughs) But they know your language. Maybe somebody in Europe might be like, what the, what is he saying, huh? You think there, do you think there's anything... Then, you know, I'm just a chimp, so who cares? Is there anything weird about us podcasting on Saturday nights? like In a storage closet? 
And that was, I was going to bring that up too. Also, that might be the new name for this studio. Bitcoin Grove Studios might be turning into the storage closet. The storage where, closet. Where podcasters go to die. <laughs> you know, Florida, it's like for retirement, right? So the storage closet, it's like we're going to put all these like uh, like raggedy old podcasters. Like, just come on down. We've got plenty of space. If you're saggy and raggy and gray, you're welcome at the, the storage closet. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is slightly depressing. Well, we, wa- <laughs> we, wa- we walked into this place and, you know, of the different rooms that are here in uh in Bitcoin Grove, we pretty much use this as a storage closet for now. Well, you know, there's still some space in the storage closet. Let me open the door and bring our guests in right now. All right, let's go ahead. Let's do that. <laughs> hey, Mark. <laughs> Mars, welcome hey, in. Hey, Mars, Hello. come in. Man. Hello. 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 So, uh, local artist, local. Uh, um, what was the phrase? You have you've got it written down. We got a really good phrase. Artist and local bitcoiner. There's another one too, though. Fellow, it was fellow bitcoiner. Fellow, fellow bitcoiner. bitcoiner. No, but it's, oh, creative entrepreneur. Oh, creative entrepreneur. Yes, sir. So Mars, it's not your first time on the show, but you know, welcome back. You're always. Uh, yeah, I love uh, hanging out with you guys, shooting the shit, talking, and uh, potting. <laughs> potting. You're trying to hurt me, right? You tried <laughs> to hurt me. This is the generational gap. I was trying not to say it. I was like, ah, there's no other word. No holds barred, man. No holds barred. No, Sophie, we love you. We love you. But uh, Pod, it's, 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 it, I definitely think it's a generational thing. I'm, you know, it it, is. I'm, I'm getting on in years. I'm in my late 30s, technically. So. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Yeah, you know, life goes on. So, you know, my generation, we say podcast. And it's just, it's kind of a, I don't know, it's like a, it's just out of respect, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the reverence. Reverence for the arts. And these days, no one has respect for anything. I think it's also because podcast is itself, like, it was a combination of things. So to have, to take off the cast part, like, you're now mm. losing, like, we're, <laughs> you know. Are you talking about casting, like casting spells? Broad, broadcast. Well, maybe, yes. Also broadcast, broadcast. Sure, casting spells. Why not? Uh, that's, you know, we're going pretty deep and dark. Right off the bat. I mean, you got the audience's attention, right? I put a spell on you. If your voice is sultry enough, it's definitely casting a spell. Do you like the sound of my voice? We, we try to make it <laughs> very... <laughs> Aren't ASMR podcasts like the biggest category in podcasts? Oh, man. that's an, So is that what we're going to do? Because I feel like we've got the... Um, I don't know. This mic makes me sound pretty good. So, you know, we can... What about you, Chimp? Like, we'll have like a chimp category for... Like, I have to do like, the editing, so that's not... That's bestiality, not. like the uh, the weird people, like, okay, chimp is talking. When, but when I'm, when I'm sitting at home at night editing and hearing this shit, I'm like, oh my God, what's he doing right now? <laughs> if you start getting a lot of zaps, we'll know why. The dogs start crying. We don't get zaps yet. We're not on Noster, but, you know, funny you enough... You haven't broke through that audience yet, man. Speaking of Noster, so Captain Brunch is finally... Uh, like I, there's a Noster web client called Snort. Hmm. Whoa. That oh, came out of nowhere. We got a boost. A boost from nice. Pandas Zoologist. Wait, 2166. What? No, 2420. 20, the Bitcoin Grope storage closet, <laughs> storage closet is bootstrap as fuck. Hashtag stay humble. So who sent that? I think Albie is messed up because that because that went to my email. Let me reset. It everything. went to your email. Mm-hmm. 
And what? You got to read that again. I'm so confused by that, that, that boost. I think he's shouting out the storage closet. Panda's zoologist. Panda's zoologist. 2420. 24, that, that's the boost is 2420? Nice. Okay. Should probably start off with the boost. Because it confused me. I thought maybe I the 2420 was part of the screen name. Oh, okay. 2420 <laughs> sats from Panda Zoologist. Yeah, says, there we go. The okay. Bitcoin Grove Source Clauses is bootstrap AF. Hashtag <laughs> stay humble. Yeah, we, stay we, humble we, we are staying humble. You know, there's plenty of room here for both the raggedy old Bitcoiners, uh, podcasters, I mean, and us. I guess I, I'm the raggedy old Bitcoin podcaster. I haven't been podcasting You're just long. raggedy. Oh. I'm raggedy, you're old, so there you go. Mm-hmm. So, Mars, one of the reasons, amongst so many other reasons why we might have you on the show today, is that recently there was the, the Bitcoin STEM, well, it was STEM day at, mm-hmm. I don't remember what school it was, we don't need to dox these children, but, <laughs> um, and you couldn't go, but you did do the design for the poster. Yes. So, you know, like one of the great things about our community is that we kind of all contribute what we can and we, and we put it all together and then something beautiful happens. So like I couldn't be there, but I like spread the word around and then people who could be there were there, but then, you know, they couldn't necessarily design something for it. Maybe they weren't designers or whatever. That wasn't their skill, but that is your skill. So you came in to pull that weight. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's, I feel like it's one of the things that, um, help kind of fuel my passion in Bitcoin and help growing Bitcoin, uh, learning about the Bitcoin design community and reaching out to those people and just seeing how they're bringing their passion from the creative world into Bitcoin. Uh, we're just so early in the space that a lot of that stuff is still needed, you know, and that's where I see myself fitting in. And uh, I, I try to do that wherever I could. Uh, I think the STEM day was a really cool opportunity to talk to some young kids and kind of get their perspective after talking to Jay and, uh, you know, Sophie about their experiences too with it. Uh, seems like the kids were really interested in it you know and they like actually took something home with them so um i mean i feel like if the design board was good enough to catch their attention i'm i'm happy to have assisted in that i'm i'm gonna see if we can get um we can get jay to come on i think he's gonna try to come on next week so we're gonna talk to him a little bit more about you know what the reaction of the kids were but um, and, and we'll ask him about the impact of the, the design of the poster. But if we were to do it again, would you want to leave the poster as is or would you want to redesign it? Would you want oh, to no, change it? Oh, no, definitely going to redesign it, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, so, like, what, what would you do differently? Do you well, think? I think, so looking at, uh, you know, the way that the kids are more so interacting with them, I feel like I would probably do less information, like wordy information at least, and uh, just more like visual graphics, you know, to kind of just get their attention where they don't have to be like reading the board. They can just conversate about what's there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good idea. So I recommend you get started soon because that's going to pop up anytime now. Beautiful. And it's better if we just have it ready yeah. than if we have to, because, you know, it was, um, I, I, I have the tendency of procrastinating a lot of things. And so, you know, like, we met here that was going to happen on a Tuesday. The Mm -hmm. Monday was a holiday. So we met here on the Monday. You were done by a certain time. And then I said I was going to go print it because the printer here didn't have any ink. I couldn't find any place that had, that that was open, that was printing by the time we were like ready to go. Right. I couldn't find any place that would print. 
like all the all the Kinkos and those kinds of places were all closed because yeah. it was a holiday. So I printed Memorial. it at my house, but the, the weird thing is that none of the blacks came out right. They all came out blue. So we definitely got to redo it. It came out, I mean, it looked good, but it, like, yeah, it all yeah, looked yeah. fine, but it just kind of came out blue instead right. of black. And I'm like, why? It would definitely be cool to get something, um, even like the sublimation that you have, something that we can like make and probably like uh, reproduce over and over again. Yeah, well, the sublimation is a little intense. I mean, you're talking about, like, I don't know, I got to find the guy's name, but I think it was like um, Metal Art of... Of Miami metal art or something like that. I'll find it. The guy's really, he's a really cool guy. He's a musician too. I really want to jam with him one day, but right. if I bring him more work, I'm sure he'll invite me to his basement sometime. He said he, he created a, a rehearsal jam studio in his basement. And this guy mm. has a basement in Miami. Like, well, yeah, it's obviously a, yeah, saying that is crazy. Actually <laughs> that, that blows my Flood mind. Flood warning. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like he, you got to imagine though that he's got the He's got it like airtight. Like a freaking bomb shelter. Bro. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's yeah. airtight. You know, you don't. You, anyways, I mean, the guy's no slouch, right? He's he's an artist. He's creating all this work on on the metal, and he he's also getting into three D printing. That was like when I met him and did did my project with the Bitcoin white paper. He he was getting into and experimenting mm-hmm. with three D printing. So it'd be really cool to to get in touch with him. But that's you know that's kind of hundreds of dollars. Yeah, <laughs> we, you know, I mean, we can do that. Like if we're gonna. And that would, and that's gonna catch attention, you know. Definitely, that's a perfect. <laughs> like I got mine, like non-glossy, but you could also make it glossy, and then it'll like shine from right. all the way across a whole like gymnasium, and people can be blind like, What's people. That? Like, what is this this thing? Yeah, you know, I think of some kind of like um, resin type material. Well, or... I have resin at home. Do you want it? <laughs> sure. What kind of resin are we yeah, talking right. about? Yeah, right. No, no. I was like, oh, I don't know how to answer this question online. <laughs> <laughs> it's been sitting. Okay, because. It's wh- some kind of like construction. Okay, cool. You know, yeah. like for industrial purposes. Whoever was living at the house before me um, forgot to change your address. And nice. Like $300 worth of resin or $200 worth of resin got sent to my house. It's been sitting outside for months. So and he know. tried to return it too. Oh. I, like he called them and he, he called the company that sent it and he's like, I'm not this person. They're like, oh, we'll call you back. And they never called they back. They never called back. <laughs> it was a gift from the gods. It is, but we've got to find a purpose for it. I mean, I yeah. think you can make some sort of artistic use with it. I know people do that with resin. So if you have a purpose for it, then it's all yours. Yeah, cool. We're going we're gonna to print these on the resin. There we go. There See? we go. So, you know, one of the things that I want to do in the near future Maybe we'll do it in July. Oh, no, I have a question real oh, fast about okay. um, about the school thing. So was it just like an educational thing or did you guys like give them wallets and like sats? And did you guys do like a lightning swap? Like we well, did that he wasn't one time? there. So, oh, you weren't there? Oh, sorry, so you that's couldn't make that, it. Uh, make so for our Black Bitcoin Miami meetups, like that's my main focus is making sure that people leave with wallets. Like I think that's one of the most practical things you can do with people to really Absolutely. like get them like understanding like what this actually is and kind of just let them see how easy it is to actually Implement. quote unquote do Bitcoin, you right. know? And then is that something you could do with the kids or yeah, that be yeah, like yeah, illegal? Yeah, anyone can do it. It's just downloading an app. Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the showing them what it is. Cause a lot of people think it's over their heads, right? Yeah. And they think it's like this super technical and it is. Yeah, no, but at the, I know what you're saying. And, and I come across it all the time. I, I talk to people and then they start to talk about how complex it is. I say, well, if you know how to use cash app, exactly. Like y- you might not be able to understand all of the intricacies of how Bitcoin works, but you can use it. Right. Like you can, it's just as hard as cash app. Yeah. Or it's exactly. actually easier. 
than cash. Exactly. Right. The analogy I think of is the piano. Like anyone can look at a piano and like mm. press the things and make nice sounding sound. You sit all the white keys, you're good, right? But to like play the piano like a pro, it takes a lot of work and a lot of knowledge. So, hundred percent. Uh, what is it? Ten thousand hours. Like oh uh, me and Jay were actually talking about this recently. Like when you think about like how many hours of Bitcoin that we spend, like, like I spend hours on Bitcoin listening to podcasts throughout the week, like Twitter feeds. Like I spent my whole Twitter changed completely. It's just Bitcoin. I, I don't see any more NFL things. I don't see any more sports things. It's all Bitcoin. Well, right that's now. a good thing for sure. <laughs> um, and, uh, I yeah, used to, but I stopped. I stopped dousing myself in any Bitcoin stuff. I just come here every week. Yeah, I mean, I so I've actually started to maybe consume, but you know, my my consumption patterns are very, you know, weird. Like I try not to do the thing that everyone else is doing. You know how hmm. I am. I gotta be special. That's why you're on YouTube all day, <laughs> right? Um, oh God, don't even get me started. So I'm gonna I pulled up my podcast player and I'm gonna mention some of the podcasts that I listen to that are Bitcoin podcasts. Nice. Okay, so there's what's there's um, Bitcoin Audible. That's a pretty common one. Um, with Guy Swan, he usually like will read an article that's pretty popular amongst the Bitcoiners. Okay. So funny. I can hear music coming from outside. It's so mm-hmm. annoying. We're going to have to do something about I that. I thought it was you guys earlier. Is it going to be a problem? No, you can't hear it on the mics. Oh, I'm hearing it like in my head? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. So to get back to the podcast. Um, so, okay. So Bitcoin Audible, he like reads an article and he'll comment on it. Then there's Bitcoin Explained, which is kind of more of a technical and I haven't listened to any episodes yet, but I'm subscribed to it. <laughs> Let me see. Like when you bought, when you buy shoes cause you think, you know, I'm going to start running. They just stay there, there in general. A, yeah. In general. There was a, and I do have those shoes in my closet. There's a Bitcoin rehab by a guy named Caro Zagarus and he's like European or something like Eastern European. Um, more. Why are you reading to us this? I don't know because I just I want to mention the the Bitcoin podcast that I listen to. I listen to a lot of Noster podcasts. So you don't listen to any of like the mainstream what Bitcoin did? No. Pompliano. No. I don't I know because I that's first of all it's too easy. I feel like I'm mm. like that's one of those things like if if it's free you know who's paying for it? Right, like you're right. the product. So obviously if I'm consuming some like typical you know Bitcoin mainstream media. Like what Bitcoin did, or uh, like Someone's what is money, or what? Someone's always paying for it. Yeah. Let's see. But it's so interesting to like listen to to like to like something. I've definitely listened to a couple of of Peter McCormick's episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Some are interesting. Like with the shit he says, it's like half time. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? But he had a couple of interesting episodes where he was talking about like the design of stuff. Because like his his previous job, he um he did like a um a lot of UI stuff. So I found that really interesting. Aside from Bitcoin stuff, nice. sometimes I listen to a podcast called the Unhashed Podcast. The Unhashed, yeah, the Unhashed, the un- and they have they have this great this great song at the beginning. I mean, it's not great like in terms of. Uh, it's just kind of like a sloppy song, but it's a song like it's the Unhashed podcast and then they say the name of all the hosts that i can't remember but the last one is mario like something calling something mario but shout out to the unhashed podcast uh if if someone you know hello guys you've mentioned them before 
I believe. Shout out to the Unhashed podcast. Yeah. And then there's the Noster stuff. So oh, let me see. I'm just going to go through that. How many one. Noster podcasts <clears throat> are there now? There's not that many, but I listen to all of them. That's crazy. Okay. I listen to all of them. There's Nostrovia. There's, um, oh gosh, I, I didn't, I didn't come ready for this. This is not fair. Mm-hmm. There's, there, there's one called No Strings, like Noster Ings. Mm-hmm. There's one called La Cosa Noster. And then there's one called Noster Talks. And then I, I'm pretty, I did mention that like I, I, every week or two, I will literally check to see if there's any new podcasts about Noster. And so I finally downloaded Noster. I mean, I downloaded this like Snort. I got into Snort. I created I a public key. Didn't know about your obsession with Noster. You didn't yeah. know this? No. No, I didn't I'm, know how deep it was. That's crazy. You're the only person like, I know who listens to Noster podcasts. I'm super bullish on Noster. Yeah, I know. Super I was like, wait, bullish. there's podcasts on Noster? There's more than one? Yes, there's <laughs> more. Like, I'm going to read my list. I was like, wait. Four. <laughs> <laughs> well, because this is the future of communic- tele- you know, internet communication. So I, 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 I kind of want to like, you know, it's, I feel as strongly about it as I, as I do about Bitcoin, I think. Nice. So, you know, let me, so let me see if there's any new ones. No, there's no new Noster podcast. Like what I do is I'll go and check if there's any new series. And then I'll also check if there's just like episodes of other podcasts that are just talking about Noster. And so let me see something, some sort of um, podcast called Pleb Chain Radio. Their PCR 14. So I guess this is their episode 14 came out yesterday and they're talking to someone named Santos and amongst other things about Noster. Bitcoin Alchemy, a podcast. They got an, an episode about Noster. And then the Bitcoin Audible, of course. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so, you know, uh, I'm going to... Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the problem is, like, so you, you join a client. It's like signing up for Twitter or signing up for Facebook or something. Right. And, and so it's just like populated with all of this content. And I'm like, why? Why? Like, why are you showing me this? Like, who are these people? Like, I don't know these people. I don't, I don't want to see this. So the first thing I do is I try to find the relays, which is what's serving the content. And I just delete all the ones that are already there. The default relays. And so now I have no relays. So now I have no content. And so I'm trying to join the, the Bitcoin Grove relay. And, you know, I can't do that yet. So I'm going to join the South Florida relay. And that is hosted by a guy I met during, uh, the, during the Bitcoin conference. And he's a really cool guy named Troy. So I got to get in contact with Troy and join Is his there relay. like a limit or minimum of or maximum number of relays you can be? Uh, I think it's just broadcasting? The, the. Well, it's not broadcasting. Like the like well relays, they just host the data right, and then they give it to the clients. So the client is like your Twitter or your Facebook app. Yeah, and so. You can theoretically subscribe to an unlimited number of relays. It's just that eventually, I mean, they all have tons of data in them. So then your your app now has to load tons of data, which can be very taxing on your device. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So when I when I loaded Snort at first, it was like just trying to load like this global mm. home screen where it's taking these like, I think it was seven different relays that it had already Wow. had preset and it's trying to load all of the data from you know, like I'm like no no off 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 delete 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 but delete. could you have let's say your your home computer taking all that data and then um, your phone or whatever device you have on you just selectively choose what data to look at 
Yes. So, you, so you're not downloading everything? Yes. I mean, this is so early days that a lot of these things are not necessarily built into it yet, but you can literally do anything that is programmable because it's open source. So anything you want to do, you could do. And this is why I'm so gung-ho about it because we could do anything we want with it. Nostra we? Is just, when we're... <clears throat> if you can code, yeah. Yeah, eventually, but we're going to be using it, right? Is there is there a future tie-in to like that new uh do you see the new apple oh god ar device too and soon too soon we're too actually soon? okay look, i mean do we want to change topics yes. i actually have that listed on my <laughs> list of topics what do you guys think about this thing man i mean it was a matter of time i guess wait, wait what, what have you seen chimp just whatever was on na so oh okay so you haven't actually like watched any videos about the trailer it? thing no. pretty crazy i think well the thing to me that caught me was the, the fact that they're actually going for AR and not VR like everyone right. else. So Mixed I'm thinking now, reality. what is Samsung no, going to do? The, what is like yeah. uh, F- Facebook just recently re- announced that they have one coming out too. So um, yeah, it's going to be crazy. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and say that it's not AR. It is VR. I mm. think AR is only, I think maybe this is some hill I'm going to die on, but it's I, <laughs> some sort of... Um, material basis ar would only work like with glasses let's say you know like i'm wearing glasses right. and then if there was something being put on my glasses to filter what was coming through right. but in the apple device like it's literally taking video of what's in front of you and then it's processing that mm-hmm, video mm-hmm. and then turning that into an image so that is literally virtual it is a in the true sense of the uh. word virtual Right, like it's virtually the same, but it's not the same. It there's a, a limit to how you know how accurate the representation of reality is. What concerns me about the fact that it's not altered, it is virtual, is that they can alter reality. If mm. if we get so used to, like, if we get this generation now, this next generation is going to be so ingrained in this metaverse of spatial computing, as Apple calls it. They can start to change reality and people are not going to notice because they're going to be so dependent and so trusting of this device. Yeah. Like I know people who can't drive like without the Google <laughs> navigation. Well, that's, oh, talking about, that's <laughs> navigation. That's my pet peeve. No, no, no. But like, it's like bad. <laughs> I know. Like but you, maybe you've, you've lived here all your life and you don't know any street but Biscayne Boulevard. But maybe, <laughs> but maybe the people who can't drive without GPS... Uh, navigation, maybe they wouldn't like, maybe these are the kinds of people who wouldn't have been able to follow a map on their own. You know, like if mm-hmm. it was if sure. like these technologies that we, we kind of take them for granted because we are maybe capable of doing certain things, but those things are not necessarily natural to humans. I try not to judge people. True, for but that. if you're, I in, wish they wouldn't drive, but yeah, there's <laughs> definitely better. Some people better at spatial reasoning than others, but like if you were forced to drive around and try to figure out, then you're going to get better. Maybe not as good as someone who, you know, is like already has that brain power, but. Funny. I, so I've actually been kind of listening to the arguments in this conversation, right? About how much space we give up to cars mm-hmm. on the streets. Oh yeah. And I'm actually starting to lean towards, we need to get rid of cars. <laughs> yeah. It actually is starting Amen. to make sense to me. I think we made a mistake. <laughs> Well, I mean, this I made is, a huge mistake. 
like like this whole like city was was built to accommodate cars to like have people yeah. like, like i said we were, we we're talking earlier like this was people's playground let's drive down to miami for the summer or whatever yeah it's a very interesting thing you know like places like new york uh the subway stations they service so many more people than the streets and roads do and it takes up so much less space well, there's a lot of factors involved in that also. I mean, it is about location. You know, a lot, yeah. of the, a lot of the cities that have these successful subways tend to be older than, than Miami. Like you think of New York. New York is hundreds of years old. So they, they kind of already went through certain patterns of, mm-hmm. of like transportation habits and infrastructure that we didn't necessarily go through. And then we didn't have the commitment, right? Like they built the Metro rail here and they, yeah, they when you built said like that maybe, just now, maybe, I thought of the future of the Metro rail. <laughs> like, whoa, maybe they built like 30% of what they were supposed to build when they right. promised it, when they Crazy. originally started it. And it's just all the corruption and the graft and the, you know, a hundred percent of the money, 30% of the work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, and that, that's it, isn't it? It's horrible. And it's funny. I was in Sunny Isles the other day and I noticed that they have Sunny Isles is like a pretty wealthy city in Miami-Dade County and they have their own little bus system just for their city and I was thinking about how those and I think we've talked about it before like those city buses are paid for by the by the money that originally would have gone to the county and so because the cities get them now the county doesn't have that money to run their own county-wide mm-hmm. bus service which mm-hmm. is important because let's say the people like the people who live in Sunny Isles, they have maids and their maids don't live in Sunny Isles. Right. So we need intercity transportation so that the maids can get to the to Sunny Isles. And instead, we've got the rich people in Sunny Isles literally taking the money that would have gone to get their maids to their house. And it's nuts. It's So obviously as an anarchist, like I don't really believe in any of these systems, but I do recognize mm-hmm. like the way that they run and the decisions that are made to shape the way that they are run. And there are, you know, there are decisions that are made that have impacts on, on all walks of life. Like we've, as you, as you guys said, we, oh, it's the air conditioner, right? Oh, my nose is tickling <laughs> me. I got, have you, have you seen the, the billboard in Miami that says, uh, your penny at work? Something like that. You're half penny at work. You're half penny at work. Oh, God. Do you know that about that? That is so aggravating to me. <laughs> and you're talking about, so that's millions of dollars, actually. It's yeah. Millions of it's dollars. It's like literally you're, you're spitting in my face. I think it's since 2000. Yeah, right. it's t- since 2000, something like 2007. Or it's been, it's been a long time now. So the promise was that they were going to take a half penny of the property taxes and they were going to, um, was it the property taxes or the sales taxes? Or I don't know what it was, but it was a half penny of some kind of tax and they were going to use it to improve the public transportation. And instead they basically, you know, cause creative accounting, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're getting money to go somewhere, you can now theoretically take money that was going there from other places and send it to other places. So it's like, okay, well if we've got this money now to, uh, subsidize our public transportation like this half penny tax now we could use the general fund that we that we were already giving to public transportation we could use it for other things so they never actually improved oh, the, the public cycle. transportation yes. they just found ways to like spend more money without giving us anything more right. it's it's nuts <laughs> it's nuts I, it's like for instance they would they would hire these well i don't know well that's the goal right it's to just create jobs 
Yeah, it's to well, is it to create? I don't know. I don't know what the goal is. It's 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 the goal it's is complex. to create jobs because then it's you're chaotic. improving the economy. The but they're not better. really improving. Who like what is they improving the economy? More jobs. Like what's jobs? I don't know. That's what they. <laughs> that's, that's what I think. That's what they say. Metro rail. Hey, we, we we created jobs, man. Yeah, it's. I don't know what jobs. It's depressing. <laughs> like they they don't have. But enough, we did it. <laughs> like you imagine driving is a is a hard hard work you know imagine driving 40 hours a week that's hard work i'm not gonna like discount the intensity of that whether it's like a truck or in the case that we're talking about like a bus uh, it's mm-hmm. hard work and so they've had for a long time they've had issues being able to have enough drivers that's one of the problems yeah now i don't know if the issue with drivers is because um is it because of pay it could be it could also be because of like corruption and and culture because there's you know i don't know it's they have yeah. a they have a union. I don't know anything about really about the the public transit union, but you know there was this um, there was this criticism that was made by one of the former mayors years ago, and he basically said that because of the negotiations between the county and the the operators union, um, there was something like twenty percent um, truancy. It's not truancy. Twenty percent absence. Like basically twenty percent of the time the drivers would not show up to work. Wow. So essentially the average driver of the Miami-Dade uh, public transit system wouldn't come to work one day a week. That's crazy. And they wouldn't get fired and yeah. there was no, you know, there was no pe- penalizing them, but but they're like I think they're salaried employees. Yeah. You know, so they so didn't didn't like affect their so, you know, and that was years ago that that was claimed. And I always like would always look and see, like, did the did the union ever respond to that? And like, they never had mm. to. They never had to because no one cares. Right. Yeah. Like, no one cares, even though they do in a way, because like they're always wondering, why does the public why transit the suck why so much here? Out? Yeah. So let me ask you a question, Mars. Where are you on the side of self-driving cars? Would you want a self-driving car or would you rather drive yourself? I, so... I love manual cars. Like I love the old school stick shift, clutch. Like I want that back. I want that back. <laughs> so you prefer to drive yourself around and not just turn on the AI and let it drive you while yes, you sat back. And I'm just so upset at the world being so lazy that we had to get rid of manual cars. I want manual cars back. Give me a manual car. I don't think that it I was because of laziness. Into self-driving mode. I definitely think it was laziness. Lazy. I don't know what it was, but I don't think it was laziness. I want to be able to put my stick shift car into self-driving mode. Okay, so so you'll take both. Yeah, that'd be cool. You'll be able to drive when you want to drive, but when you want to just chill, you just... Yeah, that'd be so cool. But when I, he drives, he wants it to be stick shift. I so that means it's not going to be an electric. <laughs> so it's not going to be an electric vehicle, obviously. Yeah, no, definitely <laughs> not. No, I want a turbo. I want probably a big diesel, rolling coal. Yeah, Whole probably stuff. the next the next vehicle I get would probably be a diesel vehicle because I'm gonna have to get a like a van or a truck or some some kind of bigger thing to hold my tools and be mm-hmm. able to haul things around. I like a school bus, one of those big school buses. Doesn't fit places that I'm gonna go though. 
you know, like I mean, I need to go places. Like actually, and then you gotta get the short bus. Oh, get one of those Miami mini buses. The, the um, the Jitney. The Jolly. That's the too Jitney, big. Yeah. You know, like just the you know, like the 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 Creepo van is is the, <laughs> about the biggest. The white cargo that I can go. All right, you're doing it to yourself there, but okay. <laughs> I mean, that's not specifically the one I'm gonna get, but that's about that's what I'm it's, saying. In it's terms gonna of say size. free sets on the side. <laughs> free sets. Free sets inside. <laughs> Panda, we need that right now. Free sats inside. <laughs> Prim's head sticking out the mirror with the red glasses. <laughs> Captain Brunch. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the 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 Apple Vision Pro, I kind of I, I did want to talk about that a little more. Um, so tell I, me more. I do like that it's a pro. I know uh, that's so dumb. And not like, like one of their, what is it, the Air or whatever, like their right. like, base layer one is. Yeah. So how do you feel about the price tag? You see, like this is, yeah, so, so pro. they've already like established this branding where they're like, yeah, we've got our light version. We've yeah. got our like consume, regular consumer version. Then we've got our pro, pro version. Consumer. And this is the pro version. So already they're, they're already setting themselves up to be able to delay this and right. release the regular version first. So that's one of the things, right? Because mm. they, 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 this is such a jam pack. It's going to make all the hype beasts and like <laughs> and, and, Instagram and, and models what's the, get it. Like probably, I bet you the price of the regular version is going to be nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, because this guessing. one's like thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah. So okay, so let's talk about what it is because we, we like we kind of jumped past yeah, that, and then Chimp do. doesn't really know anything about it. So Apple Wait, it's has an Apple product. Apple has announced a completely non existent completely CGI'd um, goggles that you wear. And basically, you know, you're, you're putting a screen right up to your eyeballs. And I assume it's going to be a different screen for each eyeball, but I don't know. Um, and what it will do is that it's going to be cameras all over this device so that the, the device can see in front of you, but it can also like see what your eyes are doing. And it's also looking at your body and your hands. So that's, why it can like you can gesture with your hands and that's how you can part of how you control the device you control it partly with your hands and partly with what you're looking at with your eyeballs um the device also because it has cameras on your eyes it has an led screen um in the front of the goggles that recreate your eyeballs so that people in front of you can see what you're looking at because it is a you know quote uh, altered reality unquote device so it is you know theoretically it can display uh, this thing sounds impossible <laughs> it's not going to come out it's so absurd and they're you know they're talking about basically okay so you know you're gonna it's gonna look like you're sitting in your room but then like a desktop which is basically a bunch of icons are going to be floating in the air and you can look at them, and as you're looking at the different icons, they're going to like be, you know, kind of like highlighted. And then when you want to pick one, you gesture yeah. with your hand, and then it picks right. it. Because like your hands are always going to have to be in front of you. Because no, you know, if your hands to, are back, to what you said earlier, right? Like it, it's going to get better, and they're going to get smaller. It's, it's going to become like glasses, and it's going to have to be that. And like so, right now we have like the old Nokia phone version of. Yeah, this, this is, <laughs> and this is also well. It's kind of a part of the problem is that the brick, the by, brick. By, by trying to respect on that. This name. is the brick. Yes. <laughs> the brick. Yeah. Cause if you compare this to Facebook's Oculus, which is like a, a $300 device or less right. than 300, right? So this is more of a, much more of a general consumer device at $300. I mean, even at $300, it's out of the reach of most of the world population. Yeah. So like Apple's coming in hard 
essentially the, the difference between three hundred dollars and and thirty five hundred dollars that's a that's a different category of yeah. device. But you know, can that, I play Half Life on but it? But people will man. It's like not only could you play like Half Life on it, but you could make it take up your whole field of vision. Yeah. You know because you can just you know like you can increase the the size of of different you know and then you could have essentially an unlimited number of screens right so you can have you know like how big is your monitor at home chimp 32 okay so you could have like a 32 inch monitor and then you could just create like a 22 inch monitor right next to it that could show something else and then you can create like another monitor and you, can, you, know, you could just be creating all these images because it's you know it's just a, a, a screen pressed against your eyeballs pretty much just wait, <laughs> until you, wait until you can get the the Neuralink bundle with this but that thing sounds like it's gonna get really hot Okay, so because with 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 current goggles, I, like it has to be plugged into your graphics card, right? What? Well, this thing does have a cord too. Like yes, yeah, so if I understand wireless. correctly, so yeah. you have to plug it into a battery that's going to be like separate. You know, like so the battery will be like sitting on your desk or something. Oh man, Sounds wait like for those news stories. Battery explodes. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, it like it get really warm. I don't think they mentioned the battery in the video though. Yeah, no, it just kind of just showed in like, the, the promotional the video. They've got people like walking around rooms right. as if this thing is a portable device, and it's not a portable device. Yeah, I don't in think fact, so. that's probably very dangerous. I mean, yeah, even though it's recreating reality, I'm sure it's very dangerous. And stuff with the ball, like he. What? I didn't even remember that. It was like a. Basically, like a demo of it. The guy's in the living room with his son, and like he throws him the ball, and he has it on. And he catches the ball to show that you can see the things around you while you're using it. This is no boy, no. <sighs> it's gonna be interesting. Man. <laughs> it's well, gonna be interesting because you know the hype beasts are gonna get it, kind of like the red mischief's boots. If you guys seen those, no. Oh, people are gonna nope. get it as a fashion statement. No, I'm oh, already yeah, calling it. There's gonna be sure. lines. There are going to be lines outside the Apple Store, just yeah. like with the iPhone. There's going to be people who show up at two o'clock in the morning. The resellers, oh man, it's going to be. But are they really going to come out though? Like, I don't know. They, I think they are really going to come out. It's well, this is the other question. I don't know. I don't know if this is even possible because I don't know. And I was telling Mars because I was talking to Mars about this yesterday. I don't know if these individual technologies actually exist yet. All right. You know, like they're, they're, how many have they made, or how many can they make to like actually mass because produce? Because the whole video was CGI, like like so Tesla's whole, so, uh, Cybertruck <laughs> that everyone paid a hundred dollars for. What to reserve? Yeah, it's gonna be made to order. You remember? Yeah, It'd be just like it Tesla. Up, like, you have to order it, and then like a year I mean, later, you might get it. So. If, if anyone's listened to this and did not see this, I mean, you've got to look it up because it was such a funny event at the time. And then do you guys think it was planned when, when they, you know, when they had the unveiling of the Tesla truck mm -hmm. and Elon Musk like threw a bowling mm, ball at yes. the window and it was and supposed it to be impact resistant and the window uh. broke, it shattered. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, got billionaire, you got this like billionaire sitting there like he's trying yeah, to sell like, you this uh -oh. like really expensive <laughs> truck and he's like, this thing can like survive anything and he throws a bowling ball at it and bam, crack. <laughs> no bueno, Elon. No bueno. How, how like man? I hope someone got. No, I don't care if anyone got fired for that, but they deserved it. The veil yeah. has been lifted. <laughs> <laughs> the God spoke. <laughs> uh, that's insane. Anyway, so. Ow. <laughs>
Ah, nice little water break. So we are Saturday Night Lit. Today is June 10th. Forgot uh, to mention that earlier in the episode, but at least, you know, I got it in now. <laughs> um, episode, what, 20 something, right? We should start saying the episode number two. Be uh, 27? 27, I think. Is it not 26? I don't know. So episode number 20-something. 20 27. We, we are lit, which is the live item tag of podcasting 2.0, which means if you're listening on a modern podcast app, such as Fountain, Podverse, CurioCaster, Podcast Addict, all of these apps, and perhaps a few others, will allow you to listen to us live on Saturday nights. So they will announce to you when our stream goes live. Usually we have a musical pre-stream that Chimp uh, lays down some tunes because he doesn't usually let me pick the playlist. No, you can do it whenever you want. Yeah, that's what you say now. And, I told uh, you to do it the last time. And then, um, and then we also we participate in the value for value tag of um, podcasting 2.0, which means that if you're listening on a modern podcasting app that supports value for value, you can send us Bitcoin through the podcasting app. And we are always happy to receive your Bitcoins. So again, I want to thank Panda's zoologist uh, for sending us some sats today. Um, and they were talking about the the potential new name for the Bitcoin Grove Studios, the storage closet. The storage closet. He said that's bootstrapped and lit AF. Or no, no, he said it was uh, bootstrap AF. Grove storage closet is bootstrap AF. Stay humble. We will, Panda Zoologist, we will stay humble. Pretty sure that's Jay. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. That's creative. That was, that was quick, Jay. So, Mars, what do you think? What is, uh, you know, you... You've been coming to Bitcoin brunch for a good long time. You're probably mm-hmm. the person who's who's gone to brunch the second most number of times yeah. after me. And, Definitely. And, uh, you know, you're involved in Bitcoin Grove. You're one of the founding members of Bitcoin Grove. Yep. What do you, what do you think about that so far? What do you think about this, this place? Uh, I think we are in a very interesting time. Laying down the bricks of the first roads. Um... It's very interesting, you know, being a part of a community that I'm not from necessarily, right? Like I moved here and then I met you and then kind of got engraved into the community from there. And I've grown within Bitcoin through that community. And I've kind of been able to avoid a lot of things that a lot of people go through in (laughs) crypto, quote unquote, Uh because, you know, you guys have the sound understanding of Bitcoin and what this all is. And so uh, it's been interesting to be a part of uh, seeing you guys grow your own passions into Bitcoin and take this into growing this. Now we have the Grove. Roz has been talking about it forever. Seeing it come to fruition is really cool. We just did 100 weeks of Bitcoin brunch. Uh, so like there's been a long standing amount of dedication and time given to Bitcoin. And we're at a stage now where we're starting to see things manifest from it. Uh, we're talking about doing PlebCon and just kind of expanding the overall Bitcoin community. Um, so I love it, man. I'm here for it. I'm here to see it grow. What do you think the future of uh, Bitcoin community is in, in South Florida? I think the plebs are going to grow the Bitcoin community here. Uh, I'm glad the conference is actually leaving. I've actually come to terms with that. <laughs> come to terms. Because I think what we kind of 
provided during pleb day was something that I felt like a lot of people like really appreciated who came, you know, to actually see that, oh crap, there's actually a space here. And it's not for just like whales and people hiding in VIP, you know? Yeah. It's for the average person. And I think that's a really cool, uh, it's a really cool thing. The Citadel and the cracks. I definitely saw people, um, at the conference who they would, uh, you know, they would like maybe in in the middle of something that they had to take care of, and then as soon as it was over, I saw them like run to the to the whale section. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, they got to come out to grab a drink or to like do their one walk around and then run right back in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, what are you gonna do? So yeah, I I, I was thinking I definitely don't because uh, Bitcoin Prague just happened, BTC Prague, and so it was like a Bitcoin conference in Prague, which I don't remember what country Prague is in. Prague is country <laughs> i don't know let me look it up real quick oh that's so funny J. Cole literally has a line that says prog look it up yeah i think it's capital croatia shout out to j cole czech republic i think that's czechia now right like i don't oh. think it's called czech republic anymore are those two different countries czech republic i went to Prague. czech republic also known as czechia yeah i think they they, they te- like changed their name technically to check. Yeah. So anyways, so they were having the Bitcoin conference there and there was, I saw some picture where, you know, they had all these like fancy couches at the front and then they had like the crappy fold out seats in the back. And I'm like, you know what? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want VIP <laughs> sections. <laughs> like PlebCon should definitely not have a VIP section. Yeah. We can have like a speakers section. That's okay. Like you'd have a green room for the speakers, but, right. but nah, man, PlebCon, you know, like that's just not Pleb like to have a VIP section. Yeah. Plebs don't need VIP. Plebs, no. like all plebs are VIPs. We are VIP, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Because that's what Bitcoin is made of, you know? It's like, <laughs> it's literally just a bunch of plebs and then you have the others, you know, who kind of like take up the space. Like you were talking earlier about the river, right? Like they put up their own little sign on the river saying, hey, this is our section. And they're kind of just extracting water from the, the flow. Uh-huh, yeah. They're just trying to take some of that water, you know, and uh, they don't realize that it's it's all of our water. Right. It's all of our water. Eventually, you know, your little streams are going to evaporate and just go back to the ocean. Yeah, 100%. So there's no controlling it. Yeah, so Pleb Day, what, what what is that? What are you thinking? So obviously, you know, we're, we've been brainstorming ideas of, of replacing the 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 sinkhole that is the Bitcoin conference Miami. And so what are you thinking? Definitely want to uh, give space and room for people to just be around and mingle. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed about having the Pleb Day here was talking to people about working together uh, with their meetups in their respective cities and seeing how we can connect and doing that. So I think giving room for that. Cause a lot, of, a lot of people, you know, after events, they hang around they talk, but there's not really a dedicated time for that, you know? Um, so I think that's one of the things that I would love to like actually promote more is like, Hey, let's actually just like get to know each other. You know, like we see each other on Twitter all the time. Uh, but let's actually like get to have more like intimate conversations and, you know, see what we can bring out of that. Yeah. You made me think of the fact that, you know, they have talks the whole time during the conference. And as soon as, the talks are over, like the conference is over. Right. They tell everyone to leave, leave like, okay, yeah. go away. <laughs> and so, you know, you could obviously you can go to a restaurant or you can go here or there and meet with the other Bitcoiners. But I, I definitely agree. I think to have a dedicated and focused space for Bitcoiners to meet and network and get to know each other and, and 
brainstorm and come up right. with ideas and, and possibilities is definitely a good thing. It's, it's a magical thing. Doing it in person is special. There's something you know, like what a weird time to be in, to have to say that, right? Like yeah. that, that you can't, like it's just not the same Shout online because she posted that on Twitter the other day saying orange pilling people in person is the best way to do it. And it's the truest thing in the world. Yeah. I mean, maybe I, I don't really even orange pill people online, so I don't know what it's like, but I obviously see it. You yeah. know, I see it going on. I see the Bitcoin, like the internet Bitcoin community and culture that goes on the Bitcoin Twitter kind of thing. And I don't know. I don't know. I was never a cool kid. So like, I, I, like I see it and I'm like, well, I'm not going to, you know, like whatever. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> like that's why I just do my own thing that's because funny. that's the only where the only place I can be the cool kid is when I'm like, I'm the, 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 on a podcast, the dictator. Yeah. Also. Yeah. So a the podcast cool kids are never meetup. really the cool kids though. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also, I mean, like, you know, I, I always say I prefer Bitcoin Brunch to be smaller. Like, mm-hmm. I like a, an intimate group. You know, if it's six people, that's wonderful. Nine people, that's great. Like 12 people, it's starting to get out of hand. Because I actually want to have interesting, deep conversations. I want everyone to be able to express their thoughts and opinions. I want, if people have area expertise, I want them to be able to bring those to the table and to educate everyone else. So there's a tremendous amount of that that goes on at Bitcoin Brunch when the size is not too crazy. When it gets really yeah. out of hand, then it's, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of that going on, but it's not like all going on for everyone at the right. same time. Yeah. It's like there's a little something over here and a little something over there. Yeah, when I stopped by that day uh, during the conference, I was like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, during the conferences, we always get a lot of people at brunch. Yeah. <laughs> I had to like step over people. It definitely <laughs> turns up. It definitely turns up. And, you know, okay, uh, once or twice a year, that's not a big deal. We can throw a party. We can have like a, it can be different. It's fine. But normally, you know, because it is my, I don't, I don't, I also just don't like crowds. You know, I don't like masses. And and, and <laughs> if I'm hosting the event, it's even, you know, it's worse because I feel like I want to meet everyone and introduce you myself like to you everyone. You to go around and talk. And and, I'm trying to make yeah. sure everyone is like having a good time. Right. So it's tough. So I, it's much easier when there's a smaller group. I, you know, I, I feel... I'm more easily and uh, successfully able to fulfill my chosen responsibility. How do you feel about seeing brunch become a 110 week long <laughs> adventure? Um, you know, and then uh, brunch like Bitcoin brunch, New Hampshire yeah. is going to be happening like in July. And again, um, shout out to Phil need creations. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just do it because that's what, that's the way I can connect to Bitcoiners. To me, that was like I was saying before, right? Like I'm not a cool kid, so I'm not, it's not going to be so easy for me to connect to Bitcoiners online. It's it's not going to be so easy for me to develop any kind of relationship or Mm. build something with Bitcoiners online because I'm just not cool enough online. So it's just, it, it won't work. Right. But in person I can do that. Right. Like in person getting to know people, it's, it's, easier for me. I don't have to compete with all these other sources of like discussion, right? Like I'm, I'm, I am focused on trying to build the Bitcoin community. That's why I'm here at Bitcoin Grove, right? That's why I'm one of the founding members because it's, that's important to me. So I was able to do that in person online and, you know, I don't know. So, um, I, I want Bitcoiners to keep meeting in person in person is is the only, like I, I one of my 
I don't know if it, if I had written it or if it was just kind of off the cuff, but one time at Bitcoin brunch, I talked about how it's the only place that they can't censor us or they can't algorithm us or they can't AI us or they can't throw advertising at us. Like right. we're here in person and maybe they can listen to us through our phones, but they can't control our conversation. They can't set the tone of the conversation. They can't, they can't see our faces right now. You know, yeah. they don't, they, they can, maybe they can, they're going to hear this recording. They can see this podcast, but they can't see my face. They don't right. know what the look on my right. face is. And that to me, that's something special and important that we're losing. We're losing. Humanity is losing it. We are completely yeah. like so involved in the computers and in the technology. I mean, even myself, like absolutely myself morning to night, like on my day off, I'm on my computer all day all day like i have i have like health problems because i'm sitting down so much mm -hmm. it's nuts and then i can only think it's just going to be worse and worse for the younger people especially if they start getting involved in like these goggle things and the metaverse i mean i say this to people who come to brunch and start talking about the metaverse it's like i just imagine a, a virtual mcdonald's and some kid from the philippines or from Dominican Republic or from Zimbabwe or from some poor country being the, the, the cash cashier at the virtual McDonald's taking your order. Like this is our future. Like people are going to be in the metaverse doing minimum wage jobs. Like why? Like, like, and, and people probably don't even believe yeah. it, but it's going to happen. Yeah, like it's called grinding, will. right? Like the yeah. world of Warcraft, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, paying yeah, people yeah. to go sit there and like mine fake gold in world of Warcraft. It's grinding. Yeah. Is this going to happen? I mean, it doesn't it have to be McDonald's. It it's today. just like the example. I mean, it happens in the physical. I mean, it already, already. does physical, but I mean, I'm talking about, but it, but it's even worse in the virtual world because there's no point. <laughs> like in the physical world, at least like the What's guy the at the McDonald's the is giving you the uh, hamburger, yeah, you know, you like you're killing it. yourself, you're getting cancer, you're going to get fat. It's well, all it's sucks, but, but at least you're getting, uh, you know, this, but people have been anyways, but you're getting but, loud. <laughs> but the, I know I'm getting so agitated, but in the virtual world, there's no point to it. Yeah. Like there's no point to, oh man, shout out to my friend JC, but uh, talk to someone who plays MMOs like, like Marcus, my Marcus. MMO obsessed and like they love grinding, but they, but they, I think they more so enjoy the community aspect of, of the yes, virtual world. But this is the sickness because that's not a community. <laughs> this is the it is that a is not a community. Like I know it's fun. I've I've grind I've ground before. So I know my grinding. I know of. Um, you ever heard of a uh, Corday? No, Damn, what's Corday's? So the, the, there's a rapper named uh, Corday. He was a part of a, a gamer group. They would like play like Call of Duty online and stuff. Like this group of gamers started a rap group and they all got like super famous. And then Corday like got like super, super famous. And like now he's like a really huge star. Uh -huh. But it started from this gamer community, <laughs> you know? So what if that what if that happens? You know, what if like a group of gamers come together and create something just shooting the shit online? You. And what about the other like <laughs> hundreds of millions of gamers who don't don't yeah and they just spent their time i mean i love video games like i'm not i'm not demeaning the joy of playing video games i'm just again it's like <sighs> self-reflection i was gonna mention axie infinity and all like those filipinos oh, the same thing i was thinking about when you were saying that i'm like <laughs> yeah that's why so you know all these filipinos whatever happens to that guy 
He's a, well, see, there's he's two still things, a nice guy. There's two things that, that need to happen, right? Not only do you teach him Axie Infinity, but then you teach him financial literacy at the same time. Yeah, but then like they got wrecked. So uh, did they teach them financial literacy no. or did they teach them like financial dependence? And did they teach them how to get screwed? Like yeah. become dependent on a system that's unsustainable. Like th- they didn't have a backup plan for them. Like, hey, like Filipinos who now no longer have a job playing Axie Infinity. Like here's a new thing for you to do. Like, no, right, there is no unemployment them. plan. Yeah. And I'm sure like the Filipino government doesn't give them unemployment benefits for having, you know, so it's they're screwed and it sucks and this is uh but that is what it is is that they were paying these people some small portion of the proceeds that they were getting for running these nft empires right and and all these kids are doing like these filipino kids or whoever whatever the case is like the people who are maybe getting paid to do things in mmorpgs they're just grinding for the purpose of someone mm. else to have fun playing the game. And just and for, it's for the purpose of having fun. But their life is becoming a little better. I hope time. so. So AI is going to take over those jobs. That's what's going to happen. Oh man, ChatGPT. <laughs> well, but it will, right? Like why yeah. would you why would you have to pay a person if you yeah, can just, just get a bot? Like get a pro- bot. prompt an AI. That's the next stage, isn't it? I mean, that's just another stage. It's not the next stage. It's another stage. Is that yeah. We're going to have AIs that play games for us. So now we're going to have people watching streams of AIs playing games. Like the AI is going to be commenting on its own gameplay. Damn, you know what's crazy is that I... Oh, I'm going to have chat so GPT crazy. streamers. I'm about to admit this. You just made me realize that <laughs> I do this already. What do you do? <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. So oh, let me record this. on like NBA 2K, there's a version called My Team. And you can kind of like... You can kind of play as a general manager of the team and you can simulate the games and you can like watch like the AIs like yeah, play. Yeah. yeah. People do that. People do that all the time. And I watch YouTube videos of people like who, who create like Michael Jordan and LeBron James on the same team. Like, <laughs> What's funny is like when there's yeah, like, it's so bad. like really big games going on, like the World Cup or something, like there's always someone on YouTube who pretends that. Oh, this is the, the game going on right now, but it's really like yeah, FIFA yeah, 2023. I oh, I hate that. Yeah. They're looking at you like, wow, wait a minute. You think you're watching the real game? Yeah, it happens. <laughs> Five minutes later. I mean, this happens already. That's crazy. The graphics are that good that. now? Oh my wow. God, bro. It's scary. Until it's, it gets closer and then, you, and then you're looking at the ads. You're like, wait a minute, hold on. Yeah. And then okay. the face. Like, oh. But so like in these games that you can get the, like the computer can make comments, right? Like they'll, they'll have like the, the commentators commenting mm-hmm. about the game. Yep. Yep. So it's, uh, it, yeah, I mean, we're just, it's, the rabbit hole is deep. Yeah, Pan, I mean, Pan I've seen, says, I've been seeing like uh, some deep fake AI videos that are, seem really legit. Now they're making songs using like artists' voices. Well, I mean, Intel just announced that <sighs> they, like their AI detector. Oh, you know, yeah, they're 90, oh, IBM. They're 96, oh, IBM, look, they're 96% efficacious. Uh, I, you know, deep fake detector so wow. like you know because it's gonna be such a problem that yeah. we need to we need to to see is this real is this not real we're gonna get to the point where like i was saying before you you're gonna have like it's gonna be you're gonna be on camera but the computer's gonna be taking your image and then superimposing someone else's image and it's gonna do it with such yeah. such high quality it's gonna be indiscernible from so reality that's how, how how is that gonna go for like legal cases Gonna be nuts. I wonder if like the COVID truth checker was like a pre, like pre-test for like 
truth checkers and a video in the future. Like, you know how like you would see like a meme and they'd be like, oh, the text in this meme is not true. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, you see those words. I see them that about, for deep on YouTube. And, I see them about climate change all the time. Yeah. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. The future is here and it's uh, and it's scary. It's, and what happens if a video is real, though. but it's flagged as a deep fake? And that's the other problem too, right? Like they, they're now going to have the ability to tell us like, you know, this is real, this is fake. And then because people are so... You just have to destroy the they. <laughs> Talking about humanity. Because humans... It, open it, source and decentralized. Yeah, there's there's certain humans who will believe anything that the authorities tell yeah. them. And they're... And, even if it contradicts, I mean, we got this whole thing about the like the COVID and the, the all the hate against the the anti-vaccine people. But mm-hmm. now that so much has been revealed about the vaccine, and all the the pro-vaccine people are trying to pretend as if they weren't like these Nazis yeah. for two years, <laughs> and like, but you guys were actually like you imposed you know curfews, you took people's children away from mm-hmm. them, like you. There's all kinds of crazy crap that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody at work the other day was like, oh, with all these unexplained deaths going on, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> unexplained. What What is it that allows us to just continue without like addressing this as a society? Like, well, why, why hasn't Joe Biden sat down and said, hey, guys, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, the last two years, let's talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> 60 minutes, something. We need something. Well, remember, the first year was Trump, so... I don't, I don't know. It's there's nothing for Biden to do anymore. It's it's not about he's not, he's just he's not even a real person. So deep fake. <laughs> That's for sure. The, the original deep, deep fake, fake, falls fake. <laughs> to make it look real. <laughs> was like we, weekend at weekend at Joey's. Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at, at Biden's. Weekend at Biden's. That, that would be a great cover if we had I'm artists. If we had artists, that would be such a good cover. Like Chimp, Captain Brunch, and then like. A Joe Biden corpse in between us. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I want Joe Biden dead. I ho- I wish him good health and long life. It's just a funny idea for a a movie poster. I'm saying it, <laughs> but he's already dead. Until next time, this has been Saturday Night Lit. Thank you, Mars, for joining us. Pleasure. Oh yeah, we need a show title. Deep fake Biden. <laughs>